You know, I heard an interesting statistic yesterday about the Queen and her time, you know, as the head of Canada. And she was pretty much in charge here in Canada for almost half of our nation's history. It's really quite remarkable when you think about it, right? And I know Vaughn Palmer would appreciate that, too. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Yes, uh, BC marked its 150th anniversary as a province last year. And yes, for half of that 150 years, almost half, Elizabeth was Queen of Canada, Queen of British Columbia. I, I looked it up. She became Queen before W.A.C. Bennett was Premier of BC. Wow. And we think of WAC as ancient history in British Columbia. Yeah. The Premier of British Columbia was Byron Ingemar Boss Johnson. Remember him? No, but now that you far back it goes. She visited British Columbia, what, in 1947? I mean, that's just after the war. It was as a princess. But, yeah, she overlapped with a lot of our history as a province. That is... Amazing. What you just said there, the fact that she was was queen and had already visited British Columbia before W.A.C. Bennett, I think for a lot of us even thinking about B.C. history, it's almost like that's when B.C. history starts. Yeah, well, you want to know how far back it goes? When I was born, she was queen. <laughs> and I'm ancient, as you know. So. <laughs> now, now, stop that. You are not ancient. Uh, but let's talk about some of the history here, to also the, the impact this is having on the province, because there's obviously this official period of mourning going on. Yeah, I mean, the government sort of shut down yesterday. They canceled uh, events, political events, press conferences and so forth, and put themselves into a media blackout at, for a period, the period of mourning. The, uh, leg, at the legislature yesterday, they were already hanging black around the official painting portrait of the Queen, uh, around the B.C. flags, uh, and there's, of course, a book of condolences being put out. The Premier issued a statement. Lieutenant Governor issued a statement. You know, as we go forward, I think we're all thinking about the things that will change. You know, I cover politics and I cover the legislature. When the House resumes in October, we'll be referring to the leader of her, his majesty's official right. opposition. Um, somebody pointed out, I noticed one of the lawyers pointed out that, you know, normally uh, in court cases involving the crown, it's Regina, it'll be Rex. Uh, and the right. next time there's a filing, because that's uh, the Latin for king. You know what? All those little things, you know, Vaughn, just kind of stun when when yeah. we put it into perspective like that. Somebody was talking about being at a, a citizenship ceremony yesterday, uh, moments after the queen had been announced as, as having passed. And even at that citizenship ceremony, the oath had already changed at that yeah. point, swearing yeah. allegiance to the king. Yeah, and, and we're both students of history, and we, we know particularly in British history that there in the past have been some ferocious struggles, civil wars over the royal succession. So the fact that we go smoothly from the queen is dead long live the king with no argument and dispute is not something that happens that happened automatically in history. It was hard-earned and hard-won. 
And to me, that's part of the majesty of the office and of the system. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, but of course, politics continues on, and we yep. do have some political things happening this weekend, including something pretty consequential. Yeah, so uh, one thing that is going ahead, and I think the right decision, Elections BC announced it, uh, the by-election in Surrey South is uh, the last day of voting is tomorrow, the polls close. Uh, There has been a lot of advanced voting already, and uh, it it very closely watched result when we get the results on Saturday night. They'll be posted on the Elections BC website. We're going to be looking to see if the Liberals win. It's a Liberal seat. If they lose in a by-election, that is going to be a major crisis for the B.C. Liberal Party. So watching very, very closely to see if the Liberal candidate, Eleanor Sturco, wins. Looking closely as well, the B.C. Conservatives, who've been semi-dormant over the years, uh, been active in this campaign, even running an endorsement ad on CKNW from uh, John Rustad, who was a liberal MLA until Kevin Falcon kicked him out of the caucus. So uh, how do the conservatives do? Um, The conservative brand nationally, the the National Conservative Party is a different party, but they're getting ready to announce their leader uh, soon. And it'll be interesting to see whether there's a spillover effect. There's an awful lot of attention being paid to the conservative brand in Canada. The conservatives provincial party, separate party, Simi, they've been attacking, quote, the liberals without saying, well, you know, uh, we don't like any liberals. That's basically what they're saying. So the the conservatives showing in that by-election could be critical to uh, political future in British Columbia, because if the conservatives revive, there's a greater chance that they and the B.C. liberals will split the vote make it easier for the NDP Mm -hmm. to win the next provincial election. So that's really interesting this weekend. Also, uh, this Richard Dustman story that I was following along on having to do with the NDP leadership race, this is, I don't know, this seems kind of serious to me, Vaughn. It it is serious. It it can sound trivial, but it is actually serious. So the allegation is that in a... Uh, an online uh, membership recruitment drive, Anjali Apadurai and an associate, one of the things the associate said was, hey, if you can't afford the membership fee, which is $10, get in touch with me and I will pay it. You can't, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do that. It's not only not allowed, it has an ugly history in British Columbia, repeated allegations that, uh, of bulk buying and bulk delivery of memberships, and it's against the rules for a good reason. So uh, uh, Dur- Apadurai is saying, oh, well, you know, it's just a misunderstanding. It's a friend of mine. She didn't understand the rules, and, you know, it isn't actually happening. Uh, David Eby, I think, is closer to the mark on this one. He says it's a serious allegation, and the party needs to investigate it. I agree. They need to clear this up very soon because it could doom Apadurai's chances of running. Now, I don't think it'll go that far, but the allegations of vote buying are serious, and clearly Apadurai has some well-heeled supporters. She paid her $40,000 entry fee, raised her $40,000 entry fee to the race in her very first fundraiser. So she's well-financed, and that allegation, they got to clear that up fast because you don't want that cloud over your leadership. Well, race. yeah, and doesn't it also, they, now there's a lot going to be questions asked then about the people who have perhaps signed up recently, maybe even to support her. 
yeah, no, I, the, the party has to investigate. And, you know, I, I just know it, it's, it's been there in the past, these allegations, but that's why the rules have been toughened. Uh, and they had, they're toughened for all parties because these allegations have, have lingered in B.C. politics for a long time over nomination fights, over federal running, over leadership races. So uh, the page has turned. I mean, E.B.'s right. The rules have changed. It's very serious allegation. Uh, it, innocence will proven guilty, but she's got to do more than just say, oh, well, it was a misunderstanding exactly. and that's a friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. That is not a good misunderstanding. You should more serious than that. Um, Vaughn, thank you so much for that. Bye-bye, Simi.